We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's Watt Harris here with our Panther Rants podcast. Happy Monday to you guys. As we all, <coughs> excuse my language, well, excuse my throat, is, um, you know, clearing up. It's been a long weekend for me. I've been on call. And um, I haven't really had any sleep since Friday. Saturday night, I got paged at like 10 o'clock at night from a uh, remote, one of our hospitals is over an hour and a half away. And they had a, um, I guess uh, their system was down and the problem is, is we don't manage our system like we do our, everything else, because we, per, you know, we acquired this hospital. So whatever systems they have, you know, it's their own. Whatever they purchased, and, and, and of course, the vendor handles everything. So we have no access to it whatsoever. Well, it went down. And the vendor really couldn't do much. Well, what pissed me off was. You get, when you call these vendors, no matter what it is, you get the first line of defense, which is you know, the, the the call, you know, the help, you know, the support person, the support rep. And you know, I, you know, I appreciate the job they do. I mean, because being the one, being that person in the front line is not fun. And are given certain things to do, I guess when when you get these type of calls and. You know, the guy said, well, I logged in and everything, everything's fine. And, you know, I restart, I restart all the services and you should be good. So it still doesn't work. And of course I have to go to my look, my IT and have them troubleshoot. They figure out it's an issue with that system. So the service guy, so the support guy, same support guy tells me, well, I just did, I just restarted the services. And I said, well. Can you please get me to somebody who can actually troubleshoot this? Finally, they did. And they figured out it was a, a bad, you know, it was a, it was a bad spinning disc. But of course, they have to send me an engineer on site to fix it. Well, trying to get a site contact for the IT there at the hospital was a task because nobody was answering their phones. I mean, it's one, by that time it was probably like one o'clock in the morning. So everybody's asleep or they're, or they're, you know, or they're trashed or whatever. Probably about, probably about Sunday morning. We finally got somebody to go there and, get, we, and, and plus to get a, get a, get a uh, tech who was supposed to be there right away. Well, what the vendor didn't tell me was 
they had to they had to uh, get some, they had to get uh, you know like the, the company on on the phone. And when they when they when they were able to finally engage them, then they could send somebody out right away. So, actually engaging that company could take hours, which it did. Yeah. And on top of that, last night we had another outage. So, I'm kind of over this on call shit. And I can't wait till uh, tomorrow when I can uh, go back to doing the stuff I used to do. But anyways, guys, I hope you had an awesome weekend. But, uh, you know, despite all that, I mean, March Madness was, you know, was here and still here for another, you know, few weeks. Lots of fun games. I mean, there's, you know, this hasn't been a bad tournament. I mean, uh, what's crazy is in every bracket, your top four seeds are, um, I think it's almost every bracket, your top three or four seeds are, um, are there. Because, you know, I mean, it's cause crazy because when you pick a bracket, it's hard because you don't know if there's going to be a lot of upsets because sometimes there are. There's a lot of upsets usually. And there hasn't been that many this time around. There's not, There hasn't been that many really, really Cinderella's. In fact, I think it's all mostly power teams and power conferences. Because you got five ACC teams, which you got, which is, you know, the usual suspects. You got Carolina and Duke. You got Tech. Florida State. And the last one escapes me. And I would look it up when I'm driving. Oh, wait a minute. It comes to my mind now. Virginia. Because I expected Virginia to be knocked out in the first round. Or in the second round. They played Gardner-Webb in the first round. And Gardner-Webb had a six-point lead at halftime. And I watched Virginia, and I can see why they didn't... I could, I could pretty much tell why they don't really... Um, why they why they got eliminated last year in the opening round by 16 seed. I can just see... I, I mean, you can just see it. I mean, they're a great defensive team, no doubt, but the, offensively, they suck. They remind me of the old pit teams, though, because of how they, you know, they, they play. But for Virginia, their strength is their defense, but their offense has to feed off their defense is what it is. When they get a big stop on defense is when their offense, you know, counters that. And that's the thing with Virginia is um, in order for them to keep uh, moving on, they're going to have to um, dictate the flow of the game, the pace, the tempo, what and whatnot. Because if they go up against a team that's, you know, got offense as an athletic, and they try to make it a shootout, Virginia's going to lose really bad. So, you know, but, you know, for them to get to the Sweet 16, for them to overcome what happened at Garner-Webb, and to get to the Sweet 16, good for them. They deserve it, but they barely beat Oklahoma. Still, they're, you know, 
it just doesn't leave much to be desired what they do. And, you know, they got Oregon coming up. And Oregon's, you know, Oregon's been, I guess we could say they've been the Cinderella. They're a 12 seed, and they, um, <clears throat> they've they packed on two big victories. I expect Oregon to get this far. I figured the Pac-12 would be up. All the Pac-12 would be out by now, but they're still hanging around. And, of course, the Big 12 still hanging around. They got Texas Tech. You know, Tech knocked out Buffalo, and, you know, obviously Buffalo is a hell of a team. You know, they play in the MAC, but Tech obviously is more equipped. But uh, looking at the rest of the, um, you know, teams, you know, Gonzaga obviously is still there. And, um... How about the SEC has four teams left? I mean, props to the SEC. I mean, their their conference has gone better, and that's because they've hired better coaches. Like I've said in the last podcast, it's been a you know the league has gone a lot better. <clears throat> so I don't see like a Kevin Stallings surviving in this league now. Kevin Stallings in his prime wouldn't survive this SEC if it continues to get like this. Because Bryce Drew sure couldn't. And, you know, Bryce, uh, a lot of people, you know, fond of Bryce, how awesome he was. And we we obviously wanted him a pit. Bryce went, to, Bryce went to the SEC, and sometimes, you know, grass isn't always greener, and he probably should stay at Valpo. Or at the same time, with uh, it could be the same thing with Vandy. Grass wasn't always greener. They let Stallings leave. Of course, he took a lucrative job at Pitt and got himself a nice buyout. Thanks, Scott Barnes. But uh, he took over Stallings' team, and you know, the year before they went, you know, Vandy went to the you know the NCAA tournament. Actually, they were first four. I hate, you know, calling the first four, you know, the, the the dance. But if you want more teams in the tournament, this is what you got to do. So I can't be too, uh, I can't discriminate too much. But um, his first year, he took a team that went to the NCAA tournament. The, first, the year before, he took them to, guess what he did? He took them to the NCAA tournament the first year. And I think they lost in the first round. The next year, the wheels went off, and then this past year, the wheels really went off, going 0-18 conference play. And they, people, you know, to be fair, people said he lost one of his best players, who was a lottery pick. Well, but he's supposed he's been recruiting better than Stallings. He's been signing much more superior players. You figure with more superior players, he would, um, you know, win a, win a few games in, in conference. After all, the SEC supposedly sucks at basketball, so he should win some games. So, yeah, you know, I'm not buying any of that. Jay Billis sounded off about it as well, saying, you know, complaining about the whole, giving that whole amateurism crap again, because, oh, they had to fire their coach, you know, this is like a pro franchise. I mean, it's easy for, it's easy for Jay Billis to say it because he's a Duke alum. 
he doesn't have these problems. I mean, one person did mention the Jay. If um, if if Duke didn't hire Coach K, they would be pretty much Vanderbilt. They'd be the Vanderbilt of the ACC. They'd be in the same boat as Vanderbilt for the most part. They just lucked out with with Coach K. But uh, you know, Tennessee has uh, skidded by with two close, you know, with some close victories. Uh, LSU, you know. You know, uh, Colgate and, uh, let's see, not Colgate, Yale and Maryland. I'm thinking Colgate, uh, yep, the other team. But the uh, the Maryland game, they want the buzzer. So despite, you know, Will Wade being gone, LSU's, you know, they're still a talented team in their Sweet 16. Kentucky's there as well as they played Wofford in the round of 32. And Fletcher, you know, if uh, Wofford didn't have the Aaron Gray syndrome where they were, you know, missing their bunnies and, of course, Fletcher McGee having the Trey Woodall syndrome where he just, you know, bricked 12 three-pointers, Wofford would have won that game probably pretty easily. But they made it hard on themselves and you can't, against a team like Kentucky, you can't do that. But uh, they put up a good fight and Kentucky goes on to play Houston, which should be an interesting matchup. I'm not sure how this uh, matchup goes. I have Kentucky beating Houston in my bracket. I think, but I have a feeling Kentucky probably wins this one because, well, not so much. It depends on how Houston's going to be. If Houston comes out with a killer instinct, like they did in these, uh, you know, the, the round of 32 game they played. They're going to walk Kentucky. It's just, uh, it's hard to bet on an AAC team. That's not UConn. Because I had Cincinnati being Iowa. Because I figured once Iowa uh, faced a uh, more athletic team, it would be a mismatch. And, for, for, and, and I forgot with, with Cincinnati, they're coached by McCronin. So that, there was that. But that, yeah, Tennessee obviously walloped them. Well, they were walloping them, and of course, I went zone, and Tennessee could handle that. But yeah, there's a lot of you know interesting matchups. You got, you know, especially Sweet 16. We'll talk about here soon. I mean, we got Auburn marching on under Bruce Pearl, so we get uh, the next round. We get. Um, we're going to have Bruce Pearl versus Roy Williams. That should be a fun matchup as well. So we'll talk about all that later this week. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a fun weekend of two games. And one game in particular that everybody has been talking about since yesterday, uh, Central Florida and Duke. It was a great matchup. These guys went pound for pound. I mean, just when you thought Duke was, you know, going to um, pull away, next thing you know, Central Florida is up 74-70 with two minutes left. And the thing about the tournament, especially if you play a team as Duke, those two minutes are like a freaking half hour or an hour. It's going to be the longest two minutes of your life 
and that's what determines, you know, you advance or not. But the one thing that sticks out to me, which turned really turned the game, was when Central Florida got the steal. They went down the court, and they had a two on one. He just they do they do an oop, and of course the oop didn't uh, you know he didn't make the dunk. Duke comes down, shoots a drills a three, and they're down they're down one already, and that that was that. And people, um, you know, said, you know, that Central Florida got screwed, but they had their opportunities, especially down the stretch. I mean, that last possession, the guy made a really nice layup, great angle, but the one, but the, uh, the putback just didn't go in. And that's just the thing about the tournament is that's, those things happen. With a blinky of an eye, the moment's gone. And that's pretty much what it was. That was a blink of an eye right there, and their moment was gone. I mean, for Duke, I mean, what does this mean for them in the next, in, you know, when they, as they advance on? When they play Virginia Tech, Buzz Williams finally, is, finally you know, is getting Tech somewhere. In fact, Buzz Williams is finally getting somewhere with a basketball team. Because he really wasn't, I mean, he was winning with Marquette, but he wasn't getting where, where, where he wanted to be. I mean, with the Big East stop being imploded, I think it, it was a smart move from the go to the ACC because... There was just so many unknowns with Marquette at that point and with that league. It was going to be hard for him to recruit. I mean, he left it for the next guy. The next guy, obviously, I don't know if they fired their coach or whatnot, but Marquette's now back in the tournament. Of course, they didn't advance very far, but, you know, they're still a competitive team. I mean, they're still a good program. I mean, they they were great in Conference USA when they had Dwayne Wade. I mean... And they, then, of course, they they ventured in the Big East. They had Dominic James. If you remember him, he gave us the biggest fits of all time. Very small point guard, but he played like a freaking beast. Marquette was always a tough matchup, especially in the regular season. But then when they got the, when they got the tournament, it just never transpired. But uh, you know, Buzz has to play Duke. Everyone's saying that uh, Tech is gonna. Has a really good chance to knock off Duke, but I don't know. I mean, Duke got really tested in this game against Central Florida because they played against a team who really wanted to come out there and kick Duke's ass. They were there to kick ass and take names and beat the hell out of Duke. That was their objective. They were going to back down against Duke. And basically their goal was to um, distinguish him. Well, no, that's ex- I mean, extinguish him. I'm sorry. That's you know, you know, it's law of freaking opposites. I'm like, I have no fucking sleep, and I, I'm seriously, my mind just really bad. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see. Um, I mean, we'll I'll, we'll divide, divide more of these games later this week, but yeah, I don't see. You know, I think Duke is gonna. You know, I think Duke will will beat will beat Tech. You know, we got we got three lottery picks in your starting lineup. It's pretty hard to lose lose games. But Michigan moved on as well. Michigan State and Tom Izzo had a hilarious, I guess, press conference about how how they had a love fest and they hugged each other and said, "Oh, it's okay if we got all rebounded by a team smaller than us." 
We just have to do a little better in the next, you know, next half. You know, I mean, Izzo obviously went under fire for what he for, for screaming at his players. And I'll be honest, you're always going to have you know coaches screaming at you. I'm sorry if you guys heard that. I mean, of course, I got out of out of call. That's part of you know podcasting in a car on a phone. But I mean, you know, growing up, I mean, when I was in Catholic, I mean, hell, when I was in little league in Catholic grade school, shit, I had, I had, I had coaches screaming at me like that. I mean, you know, when I was in Catholic grade school, hell, I had, I had a coach like screaming at me, but he, freaking, uh, what's that called? He threw, he, uh, shoved me against the wall. You know. You know, back at that, you know, and I didn't say much about it. I mean, I told my, I mean, of course I told my mom and dad about it and they weren't too happy with it. You know, the coach still kept his job. But, um, back at that time, that was, you know, for us, that was the norm. You know, we didn't say much about it. I mean, that's what, you know, that's what coaches did is they, I guess they, um, it was their way of motivating you and, or, or at least to get you to pay attention because, you know, I have, you know, for me, I have a low tension span, so it doesn't take much for my ass to get distracted. And so I can see why a lot of, you know, my coaches yelled at me and shit, I can understand why my parents, hell, I thought my parents were yelling at me for fucking leisure. Shit. Looking at, um, you know, you know, my daughter has pretty much the same issues I have, you know, with tension span and all that stuff. And, yeah, I can see why my parents, you know, had their issues with me growing up. I mean, you know, I turned out just fine after, you know, as I got older. But, you know, for me, it's more, you know, for my daughter, I, you know, given I had these issues growing up, I know how to deal with her. And it's, you know, I mean, my grades weren't borderline great either. I mean, and that's the same thing with her right now is uh, her her I mean, she's passing. It's just her grades aren't good. As you as you want them to be. You know, for a long I mean, like growing up, I, I had you know, I grew I um I would say I was I was called C man because I always got C's. That was just you know, you know, eventually as I got older, my grades got better. You know, and my you know, it's you know, one thing it's it's routine, developing better habits. You know, college I had issues as well, but you know that's it was adapting because I was so good. While I was in you know, high school, I think you know came easy to me, but college was a different animal, and uh, eventually I, I figured that one out as well. I mean, college you got to actually hit the books heavy. But one thing I learned about college is one thing that really that really helped me uh, was typing my notes out. Because I would uh, take notes and I would just go to on the computer and type them out, and it would help me remember them better. I could read them better and remember them better. So, it's just making sure to go over your material. I mean, just basically being responsible for the most part. But you know, the league, same thing. We had player, we had coaches yelling at us, and we were all little kids and being screamed at as if we were playing for the you know for playing in the major leagues and. 
So, I mean, I, didn't have, I mean, I saw it. I saw the interaction with this, that Izzo had, and a lot of times with these coaches, is they scream at their players, but eventually they cool down and they talk to them. I mean, that's how Jim Leland was, and that's what the you know, players said about Jim Leland was. He was like that too. He would scream at them and get in their face, but then he would cool off and come back later and have a talk with them about you know, you know, about what was going on. You know, that's how you know. That's how a lot of, a lot of the coaches that would you know they were the same thing me. They would get shitty with me, but come back later and say, hey, you know, what I'm trying to tell you is so-and-so-and-so. But, um, you know, people get, you know, we're in this whole thing where people just get a, um, they see these videos of these coaches and and they make snap judgments all of a sudden. And, you know, this has obviously got a great, great track record as a coach. And, a lot of his, and what's great is a lot of his players present and new, you know, present and all previous respect them still. And, you know, the players said this is what they signed up for, to be, to be pushed by this guy and, you know, mold them. And that's the thing, I mean, you got to have a coach that wants to mold you, not, you know, not as a basketball player, but as a human being as well, because you get some coaches that, you know, they, they just love your skills and want you to play. anyways, we're on the 25-minute mark. Uh, as far as anything else goes, I mean, locally, sports-wise, there isn't a whole lot right now. I mean, I mean, Pirates are wrapping up spring training, I guess. And that's going on. The Pens obviously are on a tear, or they were. And I think they're, I think they're on three-seat, I think. I haven't really followed much, but I just read that they were, you know, they were up there. You know, if they can catch fire, they'll be fine. You know, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, Steelers talk. I mean, the Steelers, um, they're just trudging along. I mean, hopefully now they're moving on from this whole, you know, ban AB and Le- Le'Veon stuff. It looks like they are. Finally, that's that's over and done with. You know, people are asking, you know, if Ben should um, talk, at the, talk about the me and dress some stuff. I don't think it's going to do Ben any good for him to talk, so I think it's better for him just to move on and keep it moving, because it's not going to really do him any good anyway. People are going to, you know, dissect his words, and if he says the wrong thing, people will twist it. So, anyways, guys, I'm going to sign off here. Pretty much, it was another fun week, weekend of March Madness stuff. And we get to do it again here later this week, and I'll be talking about those games, you know, before they begin. Probably Wednesday or Thursday, I'll release another one. And you know, also I noticed on the uh, iTunes, I got some reviews from my podcast. I got so far, I'm, I got a four rating out of five, which is all you know. Hey, I'll take that. I mean, I did have I, someone did rate me as a one star, and you know, I can totally understand that. For me, what you see is what you get. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not doing this for for pay or for, I just do it for the hell of it for fun. Anyways, hell to pick, guys. Talk to you later.